0: Man, what you wanna do? You feel like going down and catching some bass? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first ever episode of the Pelican's Crew podcast. Yes, I did it. I'm getting online. I don't know why. I was just trying to uh, post some audio uh, to post to Facebook, to the Pelican Crew page. uh, And I I don't know how else to do this. So I'm going to jump into the arena. I'm going to try it. Who who, who knows? I, I got off of all social media. That's right, good Catholic boy here. I decided to get off of all social media for Lent. Uh, unfortunately, it came at the expense of uh, posting uh, content on the Pelican Group um, you know, Facebook group page uh, and my massive 95 followers. Uh, I wanna say thank you very much, uh, my 95 followers on, on that page and the interaction we've had uh, over the last three years Uh, It has been fun. Uh, I know sometimes I've overshared some things, and some things have been redundant, Uh, but we are talking about the most interesting team in the NBA, that is your New Orleans Pelicans. In fact, this week uh, on the mismatch, Uh, Chris Vernon actually called this year's team uh, the most confusing team in the world, and he's correct because... uh, Up and down the roster, you do actually have talent. It's some young talent, uh, and you do have roster flaws all over the place. Uh, We can talk about that. We may have a a segment um, down the road where we do talk about uh, this year's roster construction because it is um, interesting, to say the least. Uh, We hired a defensive coach. Uh, We added uh, some, quote-unquote, defensive guys. Um, Eric Bledsoe, notwithstanding because... Obviously, uh, I guess I could be first-team all-defense if all I had to do is chase guys off the three-point line and funnel them to Giannis and to uh, Brooke Lopez. But I digress. Uh, What I would like to do in this first episode, uh, we'll do a little bit of, uh, in case you missed it, since I haven't been around uh, on Facebook uh, at all, posting stuff, Uh, we'll go through uh, some of the things that have gone on in the past week Uh, talk a little bit about things going forward and, uh, you know, get into the mix with uh, more Pelicans talk. So here we go in case you missed it. Okay, big news of the week. The New Orleans Pelicans do have an all-star. For the eighth straight uh, year, um, Pelicans have an all-star on their team. Uh, That is actually the longest streak uh, in the NBA for a team Eight years uh, to have an All-Star. That's right. A little nugget of information there that uh, doesn't really mean much. But that All-Star's name is not Brandon Ingram. It's actually Zion Williamson. Well-deserved. We'll talk about Brandon Ingram in a minute. But Zion is killing it right now. If you uh, watched the games in the, this last month, it uh, looks like Stan Van Gundy has switched to focus a little bit. Apparently, the defense is not coming together. It's, it's not happening right now. Um, this is a weird year in the NBA with COVID, with the games uh, being more contracted—72 games, not a lot of time in between games. Uh, on average, you're getting maybe a day, um, and you know, you know, that's not including travel and what's not. So there's not a lot of time to um, go over defensive strategy to to drill def- defensive rotation, and it it shows. Uh, this is actually league-wide. The defense league-wide is just, it's not good. And the Pelicans are the worst. Again, hence the most confusing team in the league. But I digress. Zion Williamson killing it. Since we've gone to point forward, since Sam Van Gundy has kind of thrown his hands up a little bit on the defense coming together, how he likes. He is uh, full bore on push and pace. And uh, we've unleashed. Point Zion on the league, and uh he is wreaking havoc. He's a wrecking ball. He comes downhill 30 feet down, and guys are making business decisions and just moving out of the way. Uh, just note, I've never seen a guy who's 6'6, 270 can jump out the gym, have such touch on the rim. He goes up, maneuvers his body, uh plows through several players, and scores at a ridiculous pace. He's scoring at 62% um, from the field, and that is within four or five feet of the bucket. He's scoring 26 points a game. There's only been two people in the history of the NBA to ever do that. One's named Kevin McHale. The other one is Charles Barkley. Again, two All-Stars, two of probably the top 50 players ever in the league, and neither of those guys were doing that when they were 20 years old. And Zion Williamson is. He cannot be stopped. Uh, he's got good enough handles to, to handle it up there at the point. Uh, he's got great vision and court awareness. Um, he's been able to uh, create space. In fact, it's, it's the weirdest thing if, you, if you've watched the NBA over the last several years. Typically, uh, they talk about your three-point shooters having uh, court gravity. Uh, So basically, uh, a guy who can shoot from the outside very well, uh, when you're rotating the defense, they have to go out and guard him. uh, So he's pulling people uh, away from the lane, creating space. With Zion, it's the exact opposite. Everybody in the league knows they can't stop him, so everybody's converging on there, and he's opening up three-pointers for guys like Lonzo Ball, uh, who's an enigma. And one day we'll talk about Lonzo, uh, but right now we'll leave it at that. He's having a great February. Uh, Hopefully it lasts. Um, Last year he had a great February, and then COVID hit, and then they came back in the bubble, and it was like he turned back into a pumpkin. So I digress. Zion is the all-star. As far as Brandon Ingram, he is actually hitting uh, identical numbers as he did last year. Um, The only problem is, as far as his all-star selection and not having that, it's – very rare that you get two all-stars on a team with a losing record. So if they played a little defense, maybe maybe um, we would have a better record, but that is that. So Zion Williamson is your all-star uh, this year, and there you go. Also happening this week, uh, we actually waived Sundarius Thornwell for a little time there. He was slated to have his contract guaranteed just based on the parameters of the contract, so they waived him. Uh, but then they picked him back up on a ten-day. Um, he's a good guy to have uh, in the locker room. Uh, very funny guy. In fact, he's a he's a great follow on Twitter. If you're on the Twitter sphere, uh, look up some Darius Thornwell. Uh, you will not be disappointed. So. Also, uh, some NBA news, uh, looks like uh, Minnesota has a new head coach. That's right. They plucked uh, ex-Pelicans uh, assistant coach Chris Finch to take over uh, for the now, uh, now relieved of his duties. Um, I don't know his first name, but Saunders. Um, he, he got, he's gone now, and Chris Finch is in. Uh, pretty odd to do that in a season like this one. Uh, but apparently the general manager of the Minnesota Timberwolves has history with Chris Finch, and that is that. They are going to try to rectify that this midseason, and I guess sometimes, just like everything else in the world, sometimes it's not what you do. It's who you know, so you get a job there. So as far as the Pelicans go, they did have a few games this week. Uh, If you were able to watch some some of that, Uh, The last five games, I do believe uh, they have gone um, two and three. Uh, The two wins coming, uh, one against Boston. If you're over to watch that last Sunday, that was fantastic. Uh, It was was a great game from top to bottom. Went into overtime. Actually, the Pelicans probably should have closed that out in regular season. I mean, regular, um, regular regulation, but whatever, it's the Pelicans. Uh, But they ended up pulling it out. I was nervous uh, when they went into overtime. Typically, the Pelicans aren't very good in overtime, but they were able to do it this time. Um, So you got to see one of the coolest moments, just highlighting how dominant Zion's been on the offensive end. Um, In a critical moment, he absolutely destroyed Tristan Thompson. Now, Tristan Thompson's a big boy. He's been around a while. He's played on championship teams. He's a man and Zion Williamson totally flattened him and scored in a critical moment. It was great. Uh, the other win was against uh, the Detroit Pistons in a very, very, very sloppy game. Uh, it was pretty tough to watch for most of that game, uh, again, except for Zion Williamson. Uh, if you want to see some amazing athletic feats, just highlight some. Uh, just look up some of those highlights on YouTube. Uh, there's one where you see this guy, a 6'6", 270-pound man, going 94 feet, uh, in four seconds, uh, to score. And when I tell you, brother, everybody was getting out of the way uh, of that. Uh, and I did, I did a little research cause it's just kind of interesting, kind of comparing this to the NFL, uh, cause I was pretty fast. And the only name that came up to mind, um, that I could try to compare to on the, uh, NFL side is Derrick Henry. So I kind of Googled, okay, how big is Derrick Henry? Uh, because he looks massive on the NFL. Derrick Henry is 6'3", 238 pounds. Contrast that to Zion Williamson, who's 6'6", probably close to 280. I said 270, but he's probably close to 280. But holy crap, dude. I don't even know don't know how you guard that. I, I, I don't. i leave that alone. But anyway, so going forward, the Pelicans' um, next four games before the All-Star break, uh, they have some winnable ones. Uh, they play tomorrow against the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, the Spurs are the Spurs. Uh, Greg Popovich coach team uh, don't make mistakes. Uh, they've been able to um, win actually the majority of the games. They're twelve, they're, they're sixteen and twelve right now. Uh, currently sitting sixth in the West, which is str- which is odd. I don't know how they. They're doing that. Uh, they've been hit by the COVID protocol bugs uh, for, the, for the last few weeks. They've been, been out some, uh, some of their main guys. In fact, tomorrow, I'm pretty sure they're not going to have um, DeMar DeRozan. He's still in the pro- – uh, actually, I think he may be injured. But anyway, I have to look that up, and I'm too lazy to do that. So bear with me. But they do have a few guys uh, in the protocol – One guy that will be there is LaMarcus Aldridge. And if you've watched the Pelicans over the few years, LaMarcus Aldridge has been a thorn in the side. Um, He is actually just usually becomes a Superman. In fact, just like Mason Pumley uh, for the the Pistons the other night, who just all of a sudden became an all-star against the Pelicans. Uh, That's LaMarcus Aldridge. So fingers crossed that they can take care of business. The Pelicans can and, and get a W. And then they come back home uh, for three more games. Uh, first game, uh, I believe, is – don't get me wrong here. Let me hurry up and scroll through. But I believe it's, it's uh, Monday. Monday night, they play the Utah Jazz. And just don't get your holds up. Utah is playing really well right now. Uh, they're that one team um, that you have every year that is the regular season king. They're killing it. Uh, whether that translates in the playoffs, I don't know. Um, recently, it really hasn't. Last year was the Milwaukee Bucks. They were the regular season Kings, and they couldn't do it in the playoffs. Um, of course, I'm not going to hold that against them because it was weird. They had the break and the bubble. But regardless, it ne- necessitated the Drew Holiday trade um, in which uh, we get the lovely Eric Bledsoe out of that. So we'll put a button in that. But anyway, so Utah and then um, the next couple of games are winnable. Uh, They got Chicago and then they got Miami. Uh, Both games are very winnable. Um, We all know what happened in Chicago. Uh, Zach Levine went off on the Pelicans, uh, three-point barrage, uh, but that's the story of the season, apparently. uh, Kobe White. And that game went off from three-point land. So hopefully at home we do a little bit better. Hopefully we can get a little revenge and and beat Chicago. And then we play Miami. Uh, Played them earlier in the year. Played them tough. They were playing a lot better. Right now Miami is not playing very well. Uh, So I think that's a winnable game. If the Pelicans can go uh, 3-1 and in the next four, which I do believe is doable, uh, they will pull within two games of 500. Uh, before the All Star break, before going into next season, I mean uh, the second end of the season, which that puts them in a good spot. Right now they're in the eleventh spot. They're a few games out. In fact, this year is so weird as far as uh, teams go, and far as the league goes in general. Uh, even though uh, the Pelicans are fourteen and eighteen, and realistically they're still only like four games out of uh, the sixth spot. So they're not far behind uh, the San Antonio Spurs in the grand scheme of things with a lot of basketball to play. So if you want to keep your hopes up, that's fine. Um, His team has been hot and cold and inconsistent. That's probably due to some youth. Um, I know at the beginning of the year, I was asked, you know, how do I think they would do? Uh, It honestly all depends on Zion and Brendan Ingram, we're going to live and die by them. And that's what's happening now is they're learning how to win and how to be a team and how to talk defensively and not doing a very good job of it. But that's that. I mean, my thoughts were this team is going to be roughly about the same as they were last year. And that's kind of where they are. So the second half of the season schedule is out. Look it up online if you want to. Uh, the long and the short of it. Basically, uh, in March, there is some. Uh, a good bit of home games. The Pelicans typically have done a lot better at home. So there is some ground that can be made up in uh, March, uh, but in April and May to end out the season, there is some tricky, tricky uh, away games uh, and some back-to-backs and things like that. So we'll see. We'll see how they finish out. out. Uh, The goal is still there. They still can technically get into the play-in. Whether they do that or not, I don't know. Uh, if they don't, it's not a bad year to be in the l- draft lottery. Um, any pick from 1 through 12 this year, actually any pick deeper than that, is, is going to be good. There's a lot of talent. Uh, so keep your hopes up. The good thing is is looks like we're seeing Zion turn a corner uh, offensively, especially. Uh, he's actually looked a little bit better defensively. Uh, Brendan Ingram is kind of staying steady. He's kind of flattened out to what he was last year. Um, <laughs> the enigma, Lonzo Ball, uh, has had a fantastic February. Uh, I was on the bandwagon to trade this dude as soon as he lost to his little brother on, um, excuse me, on national television. I mean, you can't do that, Tommy. I love you, but uh, if we ever tried to play again. Uh, in my weak, broken, old ankles, I, I would break something uh, to not to lose to my little brother. That's just that's just what it is. But he did, and he looked down. Uh, he's a confidence guy, and when his confidence wanes, so does his game. But he's playing really well now. Uh, I thought I would say just get off the the Lonzo train, but uh, right now I think you hold serve, and hopefully uh, at. Um, this off season, you sign him to a very tradable contract, uh, because you may need to in, in the future because he's the enigma, but right now he's shooting, um, plus 40% from three. Uh, he's actually playing excellent defense. Um, and I mean, the last game against the bucks, he actually was six for 10. So that's 60% on pretty high volume. Uh, so he is our three and D guy in the starting lineup. Uh, that that's, that's what he is right now. Um, Josh Hart is playing really well. I think we could sign him. Uh, he's very good. Uh, so as of right now, putting this out there, let's keep the banier boys together. Uh, if you don't know what I mean, uh, when the Laker guys came over, Josh Hart tweeted out that he calls them the banier boys. And I've been calling them the banier boys ever since. So Brandon Ingram, Alonzo ball, Josh Hart, hashtag Beignet Boys for life, at least for another year. So that's how that goes. Thank you for listening to the first episode of the Pelican Crew podcast. Again, <laughs> I think I'm going to have to publish this to the world, uh, but I'm going to try to get this up on the Pelican Crew uh, page for Facebook and, and maybe kick off a few of these uh, here and there, uh, at least during the season of Lent. Um, while I'm not posting on social media because I'm trying to be a good Catholic, uh, even though uh, it's <laughs> it's only been a week and it's been pretty challenging. I'm not gonna lie. But until then, thank you so much. Enjoy, watch some Pelicans get mad, get happy, watch Zion dominate. Whatever you got to do. But anyway, go Pel's. It's a